I want to welcome each and every one of us to this lunch, our moment of prayer. Uh, I'll share briefly, then we continue in prayer. Amen. Uh, those that are online, you're most welcome. Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God, the word of God. Lord, even as we share in your word, enlighten us and speak to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I'll give a few thoughts and then we continue in prayer. Of course, when you read Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verse 6, this mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ. So Paul has been talking about the mystery revealed that through the gospel, Jews and Gentiles are all heirs together with Israel. They are members of one body. They share together in the promises of Christ. And as such, in verse 12, he says, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. So he says, all of us now, in Christ, we can approach God with confidence. We have the freedom. So on that background now, he says, for this reason, I knew before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. He kneels before the heavenly father. He bows the knee in worship. He acknowledges how much God has done for us. And the best he does is to kneel, to just lift his voice, to just, you know, pour his heart before God. He recognizes this God is greater than me. So I kneel before him from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And he goes on to say, I pray. Now he prays. He raises intercession. How does he pray for the Ephesian church? I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner beings so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. He prays, he's making intercession. And his intercession is concerned more with the inner being. He says, I pray for you. How do I pray for you? That, you, that Christ may, you may be strengthened in your inner selves. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So he prays that out of the grace riches of God, they may be strengthened with the power through God's spirit in their inner being. 
So as he makes intercession for this church, the main concern is that their inner being is strengthened. Their heart is in the right place. Jeremiah writes, he says, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can heal? And the answer is given, I the Lord searches the heart. So Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church is that they will experience that inner well-being. You know, it's easy for me to pray for you that you get wealth. It's easy for you to pray for me that I get wealth. But Paul says, what I'm praying for you most is that your heart will be in the right place. Is that you will experience what is lasting. Is that your heart will experience a real transformation. That your inner being will be in the best place. That your inner health will be good. That you'll be well nourished within your hearts. So that's what he prays. He prays that they may be strengthened. How? Through God's spirit. The Holy Spirit himself. The Holy Spirit will continually be resident in their hearts. That the Holy Spirit will do his work in their hearts. The Holy Spirit sanctifies that they will be sanctified. The Holy Spirit purifies that they will be purified. The Holy Spirit brings us into this constant fellowship with God that they will be in that place where their hearts are in sync, where their hearts are in connection with God. I may dress on smartly, I may dress smartly, but when my heart is sick, when my inner being is dying, so Paul says, what I'm praying for you mostly today is that your heart will be healed. Is that if your heart is in the wrong place, it will be brought in the right place. That if you've not known life, you'll experience life. You know, it's possible for us to walk, yet dead. <laughs> it's possible for us to speak, yet inwardly we are dying. Inwardly we are perishing. Inwardly, we are bleeding. He says, I'm praying that your inner self will be at peace. Two, he prays, verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That Christ will dwell within, that once Christ is dwelling within, then you are well. That is his prayer for this particular church in Ephesus. But the same prayer that comes down to us that God will strengthen our hearts. That Christ will dwell inward in us. That God's spirit will, will live in us and he will do his work. Why? Because if our spirits are dead, if God's spirit is not resident in us, if Christ is not dwelling in us, then we are dying. We are destined for destruction. So this should be a real prayer that we should be making for ourselves, but also genuinely praying for others. 
Many who are lost. We pray that Christ will dwell in them. Then too, he prays. He continues to pray. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. So the second point, he prays that these saints may experience the love of God. They may experience God's love in its full measure. That once Christ is dwelling, once the Spirit of God is, is indwelling them, that they will go further to experience God's love. Hallelujah. We are all in need of love. If someone ever tell, told you, I hate you, it's just a statement, but you can see how much you can be <laughs> disorganized. You get it? Eh? Because we all need love. As long as we are humans, we need love. Now he says, yes. But I'm praying that you will experience the greater love. That is God's love. And it's not just love. He says that you may have part together. Not only just that you experience it, but also to grasp it. To grab its width. To grasp its length. To grasp its height. To grasp its that love that surpasses knowledge. That's what he prays for them. Not just love, you know, just love. But to know that this love is so big. This love is so huge. When we were in secondary, we used to sing a song. God is, God's love is like an ocean. An ocean very wide. Then we would, we would sing God's love is like you don't even recall. But we had this, these descriptions of God's what? Of God's love. But he says, his love is so deep that you may not fully grasp it. It's so wide. It's so high. He says, it's my prayer for you, Ephesians, that you will come to grasp that love. That love that made God himself to take on our flesh. That love that brought him down. That love that, that brought him to that point of taking on your sin and my sin. To die in your place. He records it in John 15, 13. He says, greater love has no one than this that he lays down his life for his friends. That love that made him to accept the cross. He says, it's my prayer that you grasp that love. Once you grasp that love, you receive real healing. Once you grasp that, that love, you are, you, you are in good terms with God. Once you grasp that love, it is easy to relate with others. Once you grasp that love, it will be easy to forgive. You know, part of what imprisons us, part of what brings inner, you know, poor health, inwardly is unforgiveness but he says I pray you grasp that love because once you are engulfed with that love it is easy to forgive that's why he says forgive as God forgave you in Christ the 
Lazarus wants to experience that love. Even when I have an issue with Muhumuza here, it is easy for me to forgive him. Not because he deserves <laughs> my forgiveness, but because I've experienced that love. And so I do the same. So he says, it's my prayer that you will know this love that surpasses all knowledge. Because this love is beyond human understanding. You can imagine a love to that point of people harassing you, spitting on you, stripping you naked publicly, exposing you to this hard heat, noonday heat, naked, bleeding, but still you say, Father, forgive them. It surpasses knowledge. That love that brings that rebel sinner on the cross. And he says, today, yes, I'll be with you. It surpasses knowledge. Because humanly, I love, I will love you as long as you love me. That is human knowledge. But this love surpasses knowledge. And indeed, this love brings our hearts in the right place. Because this love brings about forgiveness. This love brings about reconciliation. This love brings about our, our serving God selflessly. Because we've experienced this love. And thirdly, he prays that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That, you, that, that at the end of the day, the real definition of your life will be summarized like this. He has God. That's what he prays for. That you'll be filled with all the fullness. With all the measure of all the fullness of God. No wonder Jesus says, you know, at that time, springs of living water will flow from out of your belly. That you'll be giving life. Once the Spirit of God is indwelling you, once Jesus is indwelling you, once the love of God has gripped you, you'll actually give out God. Those that encounter, you will encounter God. That's why he says now your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you. Men used to move to the temple to experience God, to encounter God. But he says now because the Spirit is indwelling you, because Jesus indwells you, because the love of God is with you. Now men can experience God as they come in terms and in touch with you. You'll actually be a source of healing to many. Because God is indwelling you. His spirit is indwelling you. So that is the prayer that Paul makes for the Ephesians. That is the prayer that I want us to pray today. Three key things that God will strengthen our inner beings. That Christ and his spirit may dwell in us. Two, that we may experience God's love in its full measure. Three, that will be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen? And that's what we are going to be praying for. 
Amen? We're going to pray. We're going to pray. I'm going to ask us to, 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 to stand. We're going to pray into those three things. Into those three things. There are so many things to pray for. That one I acknowledge. That's why I started by allowing us to first pray for those things. Not just to focus on this. And Paul says, this is what we need. Our inner beings being in the right place. So we are going to pray. I'm going to ask you to first pray for yourself. Then after I'm going to give you direction on how we are going to pray for others. In those three particular areas. One, that our inner selves will be strengthened. That Christ will dwell in, in us. That his spirit will dwell in us. Two. That we will experience God's love in its full measure. And three. That will be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Just stand up. We are going to pray. Just pray for yourself in about three minutes. Pray for yourself along the three lines. That God will strengthen your inner being. That God will strengthen your heart. That God will, 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 will dwell in you, that Christ will dwell in you. That God's spirit will dwell in you. Pray that you will experience God's love in its full measure. Pray that you will be filled with all the fullness of God. Go ahead and pray for yourself. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much because you're God who is concerned about us. We thank you because you're concerned about our inner being. You're concerned about our hearts. You're concerned about our relationship with you. So we pray, King of Kings, that you strengthen our inner being. You strengthen our hearts, Lord. We pray that Christ, you may dwell within us. We pray that your spirit will dwell within us at every moment, at every time. We pray that Jesus, indeed, you will be Lord of our lives. We pray that the spirit of God will indeed be evident, will indeed be resident within us in the name of of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that we will experience your love to the full measure. Lord, some of us have not known love. Lord, some of us have been through tough relationships. Lord, some of us have been through broken families. Some of us have been through dysfunctional families. Some of us have been through, you know, experiences of hatred. But Lord, we pray this afternoon that Lord will experience your love. We will experience the full measure of your love. Help us to understand how long. Help us to understand how wide. Help us to understand how deep. Help us to understand how high your love is to us. The Lord, we will walk in that love. The Lord will experience that love like never before. That love that surpasses knowledge. That love that draws a rebel sinner like me to you. That love that brings about forgiveness, Lord. That love that reconciles Gentiles to, to Israelites, Lord. That love that brings men and women from every nation, from every tribe to be one, Lord. It's our prayer, Lord, that you'll experience that love. We'll experience that love. Lord, that love that draws us to you. That love that brings about our forgiveness. That love that affirms us as yours. That love that affirms us as reconciled to you. The love that affirms us, the love peace with you. Lord, may we know that love. May we know that love. May we experience that love. So, Lord, may you minister forgiveness to us. May you minister forgiveness. Some of us have suffered from guilt, but we pray this afternoon that, Lord, you take away our guilt. You take away our guilt. You take away our guilt as we experience you afresh. May you cause us to experience you afresh like never before. 
So Lord, we pray more love, Lord. More love, Lord. And Lord, as we experience your love, that we will give us the same love that I had to be gripped by you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Now we pray that we will be filled with the measure of all the fullness of you. Lord, fill us with the measure of all the fullness of you. Lord, revive us, Lord. Take us to that place of hungering and thirsting for your word. Take us to that place of yearning for you like never before. Return us to that place of prayer. Return us to that place of fasting. Return us to that place of beholding your glory. Take us back to that place where it only, it's only you that matters. Take us to that place, Lord, where our entire selves are filled by you, are filled of you, Lord. Deal with our speech, Lord. Deal with our meditation, Lord. May your word richly dwell in us. May we love your word like never before, that your word will have a deep, deep roots within us, that we'll be able to speak life, we'll be able to give out life, we'll be able to experience life, because you are in us. So will you fill us with your presence? Will you fill us with your presence? Will you fill us with your presence? Fill every detail of our lives with your presence. Here we are, Lord. Here we are, Lord. May we be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. In our work, Lord, may we be filled with the measure of your fullness. Just go ahead and pray now about your work, about your business, that the fullness of God will be in that place. Just go ahead and pray. If it's about your work, about your business, about whatever you find your, your hands to put to, just pray that that place will be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Lord, you've given us employment. Lord, you've given us businesses. Lord, you've given us certain things to do. We pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, those things will be filled with all the measure of the fullness of God. The Lord, those will attest to your goodness. Those will be, will, 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 be, will, will be a testimony to the non-believing world that they will see you. Give us intentionality, Lord. Intentionality in the way we conduct our business. Intentionality as we go about our work that will be about worship. Thank you, Lord. Now let's go ahead and just pray for your family. Just pray for your family. Pray that they will be filled with the measure of the fullness of God. It could be the extended family. It could be your family as a mother. It could be your family as a father. It could be you and your wife. Just pray for your family. Just pray for your family. I don't know whichever angle it is. Just pray for your family. That they will be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Pray that they will experience God's love in all its full measure. Pray for them that God will strengthen their inner hearts, that Christ will dwell in them, that Christ will dwell in them. In our families, there are those that do not know Christ. Pray that Christ will visit them. Pray that the Spirit of God will visit them, that they will be reconciled, that this mystery that Paul is talking about will apply, that they will be drawn into, they will be drawn into, that they will become fellow heirs. Lord, we thank you for the gift of family. 
We thank you for our siblings. We thank you for our parents. We thank you for our children. We thank you for the members of our extended family. We thank you for those that live in our households, Lord. Some help us with work. We thank you that you brought them for a reason and for a purpose. Now, Lord, we lift you these families. We pray that, Lord, they will, they will experience the fullness of you. They will experience the fullness of you. And, Lord, we acknowledge there are many of our siblings, many of our parents, many of our relatives, many of the people in our households who do not know you. We pray, my Lord and my King, that, Lord, you open their hearts. You open their hearts that Jesus will dwell with that their spirits will be, will be opened up. The Lord, your spirit will come and give birth, give new birth to them. The Lord, they'll be reconciled to you. Lord, where the, many have been blinded by the evil man of this world, we pray that that veil will be removed in the name of Jesus. Lord, many are bleeding because they do not know you. Many are, are living lives that live a lot to be desired because they do not know you. Lord, I pray their experience inner healing as you come to their rescue, as you save them, as you redeem them, Lord. Redeem those that are given to witchcraft. Redeem those that are given to alcoholism. Redeem those that are given to every manner of immorality. Lord, redeem. Lord, redeem, we ask. In the name of Jesus, you say in the word, you came to seek and save the Lord. So we pray, Lord, remember them, Lord, remember them. Remember them, Lord, remember them. Lord, there is a mother who is crying because of a son who has gone wayward. Lord, we pray in your mercy, in your mercy, in your mercy. Come to our aid, Lord, in your mercy, Lord. Bring back that son in your mercy, Lord. Cause healing, we pray. As they experience you, as they come to you, we pray for that daughter who has gone wayward. Lord, they are not irredeemable. Your God will come the prodigal son back in that story. The father will come the prodigal son. We pray in the same way for daughters who are wayward, for daughters who have gone off track. The Lord will bring them back in the name of Jesus. The Lord, they will experience your love. They will experience the, the length of your love. They will experience the, 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 the height of your love. They will experience the depth of your love. They will experience this love that surpasses knowledge. This is our prayer, Lord. This is our prayer, Lord. Lord, redeem your people. Lord, do a new thing, we pray. Dwell in the hearts of many who are away. Lord, we pray that you will fill our family members with the measure of all the fullness of God. Fill our spouses with the measure of your fullness in the name of Jesus. Fill those members in our households with the measure of your fullness. And Lord, as the measure of your fullness is, comes, cause reconciliation. Cause reconciliation, Lord. I want you to pray for your family. Some of you, your families are troubled. They are divided. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Pray. Pray that as God feels, there will be reconciliation. As God feels those families, there will be reconciliation. There will be forgiveness. There will be a coming together where there has been disunity that God will bring a oneness. Father, we lift families that are divided. Lord, we 
lift families that are at loggerheads. We lift families where King of Kings things have gone out of hand. Lord, we pray that you visit such families in the name of Jesus and that Lord, you cause reconciliation, we pray. Lord, as men experience you, as men and women experience your love, Lord, your love brings the Gentiles and the Jews together. Your love brings conflicting parties together. Your love brings men and women together. So I pray the Lord families will experience your love. The Lord has to experience your love. They will, there will be reconciliation. There will be forgiveness. There will be oneness. There will be coming together, Lord. There will be that place of coming together once again. Lord, do it in our time. Lord, do it for us who are here. Lord, do it for your people as we pray. Lord, remember. Just continue in prayer. You know what you're going through. You know your family. You know. You know. Lord, fill our families with the measure of the fullness of God. That Lord, you deal with every division. Lord, deal with every division. Lord, use us as agents of reconciliation. Lord, use us as agents of reconciliation. You tell us that this is from God who has reconciled us to God and has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Lord, you've committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. So fill us with your fullness that will walk in that ministry, in our extended families, in our nuclear families. If it is between husband and wife, Lord, I pray that that ministry of reconciliation will be evident in the name of Jesus. Lord, comfort, reunite conflicting spouses. I encourage you to pray for your spouse. Those of you that are married, pray for your spouse. Pray for your spouse. That they will be filled with the fullness of the measure of God. That they will know God's love. Lord, we lift you our wives. We lift you our husbands. Lord, we pray that they will experience your love that surpasses knowledge. That Lord, the fullness of your love will be experienced, Lord they'll experience the fullness of you, O oh God. Lord, I pray that you dwell richly in their hearts. You dwell richly in them. You fill them with your spirit. That, Lord, there will be a fresh wave of love. There will be fresh wine in these marriages. In the name of Jesus. Lord, do what you want to do in us. More love, more power, more of you in our lives.
more of you in my life. More And I will worship you with all of my heart. And I will worship you with all of my soul. And I will worship you with all of my strength. For you are my Lord. You are my Lord. Oh, you are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are, you are, you are my Lord. You are my Lord. We thank you, Lord, because you are our Lord and our God. So we have prayed all this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.